Welcome back into the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, today we're going to discuss what the Lakers still need. Do you think? Do you think I'm going to piss off Twitter by saying the Lakers need anything? Well, it's you, so probably because you're probably going <laughs> to say it in the most offensive way you could possibly say it. And be like, oh, like Harrison, why are I, my my squadcast <laughs> name is number one Nets fan? Why are people mad at me? <laughs> I can't figure right. it out. People I guess just keep we're getting this. mad when I keep tweeting inflammatory things. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say to, to everybody that their attempts to cancel me were were unsuccessful, and oh, I am God. still here. Why, why do you have to – see, this is why people are mad at you, <laughs> is you say it like that. <laughs> Today we actually are going to uh, discuss what the Lakers still need on their roster. They still have three roster spots. They still have the ability and flexibility – to be able to address some of the holes in their roster. So Harrison and I are going to look at that. That doesn't mean that they haven't done a great job and that, that the offseason wasn't successful or anything like that. They just, as you would expect, with a team that still has roster spots available, they have some needs that those roster spots could address. Um, before we even get to that, how was your vacation? What would you do? Do you feel refreshed? Well, I uh, I celebrated one year of marriage to yeah, congrats, my best friend, man. and so that was that was exciting. We went Wait, to hold on. I'm not your best friend. No, you're not. I'm sorry. You well, you missed the cut. Um, damn, Sasha isn't even your best friend. I I saw your I saw your old tweets, and that knocked you down the uh, the <laughs> list of friendship. You're out of the top ten now. Um, I. Yeah, we no, it was great. We went to we went to Fullerton, back where we went to college. I left my credit card at our favorite coffee shop, um, <laughs> and had to drive back down there two days later to pick it up because uh, the best employee to ever exist at any coffee shop found me on Instagram and tracked me down and like told me that she had my card and gave it back to me, and so like saved me from having an awful you know weekend. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great, and uh, but no, I mean, we, it was it was a nice time. I got some time off. I definitely didn't get my vacation interrupted because so many people were complaining about my my co-host. <laughs> Super relaxing. I I think I can't imagine the list is very long of people who have left their credit card at a coffee shop, like a bar. I could see. It you literally, know, I think I missed club. my pocket when I was putting it back in my pocket because I always <laughs> put it back in my phone case. But I, this time, for whatever reason, I remember doing it. I was like, let me just put this back in my pocket. I'll put, I mean, I was in a rush to like grab the coffees or whatever. And mm -hmm. I literally think I just missed my pocket. So if we're doing a Anthony Irwin show, <laughs> most embarrassing athletic <laughs> failures, I think missing my pocket with a credit card <laughs> with my hand while wearing pants is like high on the list. Like, it'd be one thing if I had, like, you know, like, I'd try to fling a credit card from across the room into someone else's pocket. But this was my pocket. <laughs> In case people forgot, Harrison Fagan, not a bucket. Not a bucket at all. <laughs> What's the opposite of, like, the blowing blowing smoke emoji? Is it just, like, a sneeze? Is it? Is it it's like the... It's like an inhale? Yeah, I think it's like, a, is there an inhale emoji? I think maybe that's it. That's 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 me. Like inhaling to sigh about Anthony's tweets and losing my credit card. <sighs> fun, fun end to the trip. I'm sure. Um, all right. Like I said, though, we are going to to look at the roster uh, as it currently stands, and then uh, figure out what else needs to be uh, needs to be added. So, just a quick refre uh, refresher: at point guard, you have uh, Russell Westbrook 
and Kendrick Nunn. You have at shooting guard Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, and Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, not listed there is Isaiah Thomas, thankfully. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> small forward, you have LeBron James, Trevor Ariza, and Wayne Ellington. At power forward, the only kind of like full-time power forward is, is probably Carmelo Anthony and I guess Trevor Ariza, though I think Ariza is going to be spending more time this year at, at small forward than last year. I also think that THT may be a little bit of a small forward this year. I would not be surprised to see him play a bit of a wing. Yeah, that definitely, there's a clearer path for this roster making sense to me if he's a little bit more of like a three than a one or two. Right. Yeah. And then he has uh, the arm span for it, like the wingspan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Arm span. THT would not miss his pocket with a credit card, you know? (laughs) Like. Wherever he is right now, he wouldn't miss your pocket. No, yeah, he could like <laughs> he could extend and like put it in my pocket with better odds than me. Uh, and then rounding out the roster at center, you have Anthony Davis, Marcus All, and Dwight Howard. Um, obviously, Mark and Dwight only centers. Anthony Davis is going to spend some time at power forward. How much remains one of the bigger questions uh, facing the Lakers heading into next season. But yeah, that's that's the roster as it stands right now. That leaves room for three additional players if they want to use all 15 roster spots. Uh, they do. Do they have two way guys yet? Have they decided they on have, two way guys? Are you serious? You're a Lakers podcast host. Well, no, because I know that they have. You the tell exhibit, me, Anthony. They do have, they the have exhibit two? 10 guys, right? That, that, okay. that went out. Yeah. That was Shawnee Brown and uh, the other guy, Mac McClung. M- Mac McClung. Well, I can't get over that name. Like, you can't have a basketball. You can't be a basketball player and your last name is McClung. <laughs> hey, uh, he's played well in summer league. Honestly, he's been he's been fun yeah, to watch. He's been fun to watch. And yeah. then uh, no, but they're they're two way guys. I don't think are even utilized yet. Do, am I going nuts? Yeah, you are. It's it's Joel Ayayi and uh, oh, Austin did. Reeves. Okay, all right. Well, that yeah. those are the, the guys who deserve it. I'm I'm sure yeah. I read that and I missed it and forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long off season. It's been a long 48 hours in my defense. I'm been... in disbelief that you did not, that you did not know whether or not they had two way guys. What have you been doing on our daily update podcast? Did you just gloss that one over? No, that's what I'm saying. I've, I'm sure I've covered it and I just completely had a, somebody's going to tweet the clip at you of you breaking these guys down. <laughs> I definitely have broken Austin Reeves game down a couple times over. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're the two-way guys, yeah. and then, so, uh, Chandy Brown and uh, Mac McClung are uh, also exhibit on Exhibit 10s, tens. Mm-hmm. and so, the, technically, the Lakers, you know, people were like, no, the Lakers only have one roster spot, they signed those two guys. It's like, well, technically, the Lakers have 20 roster spots right, right now because of training camp, mm-hmm. but also, like, I believe the two-way guys count towards training camp bodies. They don't yeah. count towards the actual roster, but they count towards training camp bodies, right. so they really... You know, they have the Exhibit 10 guys as well. So they have, like, they they have essentially 16 of their 20, you know, training camp spots filled. So they can get, like, one more Exhibit 10 guy mm-hmm. and three more actual roster spots who could end up being the Exhibit 10 guys should they play really well. Yeah, like, they can give them non-guaranteed training camp invites. And then those Which can is become... basically what an Exhibit 10 is. It's, yeah. like, it's essentially a training camp invite with, I believe, a $50,000 bonus mm-hmm. if you choose to go. to. It might be more than that. I'm blanking on the exact number. Yeah. But it, it, there's a bonus if you choose to play for that team's G League team if they cut you. But all this is to say, like you just said a second ago, they have four 
available spots they could hand out. One more exhibit ten, and then three actual roster spots, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so that's where they find themselves. And yeah, I'm just kind of curious based on the theoretically roster... two more exhibit tens if they wanted to, just because you yeah. can hand out a maximum of four per off season. Right. So they wouldn't even have to necessarily sign three guys to guaranteed NBA de- deals. They could have a real battle during training camp right. for like the last spot could go to an exhibit ten guy. Or and something even like and that. even then, like I don't think the, the if they hand out a roster depending on the player, but you can yeah. like they can do a, a training camp invite without it being a, a fully formed roster spot that you're giving out even with the other three potential roster spots whatever yeah, whatever yeah. so anyway if that's the roster that we're looking at in front of us um and we got way into the weeds there if that's the roster of, as this is the roster that we're currently looking at right now is there any like glaring jumps off the screen need that you see here i the biggest one to me, and I know that there's some debate over this, to me, it's still another wing body, wing defender that would be my personal preference, just because we kind of, like, if we're talking about THT as, oh, he needs to play the wing and this roster makes more sense, then you probably need one more wing <laughs> just in case yeah. he's mostly a two or a one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you want another defensive body, somebody like a Wes, I know that we'll get into specific names, but like even someone uh, like a Wes Matthews type who is still available on the yeah. market. You actually, actually get actual Wes Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, someone like that, just another defensive wing body would be my first priority personally. And but I also understand there are some people that feel like maybe you want to get one more kind of true backup point guard because it's like, look, if LeBron right now, you know, if everyone's healthy, then, you know, the Lakers can fill 48 minutes of LeBron or Russ at point guard, essentially, and get by that way. Or at least they'll have LeBron on the floor so he can kind of handle the playmaking, even if someone else brings the ball down or whatever it may be. But, you know. On the nights when one of those guys sits out, that gets a little more dicey. I know that none can handle the ball some. He's just not a traditional one. And so maybe you can get by with that, and that's just fine. But I also, you know, there have been people that have argued for them getting one more guy that's kind of a more traditional floor, like table setter, just so that you have it as an option in case the none as point guard experiment is not going as well as you would hope. And then you have one more guy that you can kind of throw in there on the nights if LeBron or Russ sits out. I just think in general it's good to have somebody who thinks like a point guard on a roster. Like, you know, there are all the cliches of coach on the floor, coach's son type guys, the way that they think about the game and stuff like that. And and to a certain extent, cliches are lame because they are overused or misinterpreted. Uh, But in general, like, if you have somebody who thinks of like, hey, THT hasn't gotten a touch in a little while or – you know, it's it's been a second since Bazemore or Ellington came off of a screen and, 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 and hit an open shot. You know, if we ran a set for those guys, just somebody who is out there playing who thinks of the game that way. And and yes, Russell Westbrook has tallied assists in a way that make him seem like a creator type of guy. But if you had to define Russell Westbrook as a point guard, he's an attacker, right? Like he's he's he was a shooting guard coming out of college. And it just happened to work when he went to, to point guard, like you said last week. So I think having a a guy on the roster who thinks of the game in that way would be nice. It's just kind of difficult to find that player at this stage of, of free agency because most of those guys, because they are kind of valuable, uh, they tend to be on rosters already. So Yeah, I mean, most of those guys beat out Dennis Schroeder for cap space. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. And minutes, it turns out. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, not a, he's not a starter anymore. Um, I, I agree with you in, in, in that regard. The idea of uh, Taylor Horton Tucker as, as a small forward, I don't even think is necessarily necessitated by a lack of wings on the team. Like the, I, I think, like if you, I just think there are more minutes there, probably. Maybe, maybe because like you still have LeBron there, and he's gonna have yeah. he's gonna eat up a, quite a few minutes as well. Ellington is in in you know Ariza is gonna get a, a ton of minutes. He's probably gonna play at least. Ellington's 20 minutes more of tonight. a two though. I well, think Ellington like he's like a two three kind of a guy, especially at this stage of his career. He's so bad in defensively of, that like you just you stick him where yeah. where they're like lesser wherever two, their weakest three wing is. player is. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and, and then you have, you know, Carmelo Anthony is pretty much primarily a... a no, Carmelo Anthony is just a four. Well, I do not even consider him a wing anymore. Well, but, like, the fact that he is just a four, and you know that Anthony Davis wants to play minutes at the four, and you know that LeBron James is also best at the four, would indicate that, like, you probably... Like, the, the minutes that you're yeah, trying to Yeah, maybe Ariza by, does end up playing some more three. I guess right. that's a good way to look at it. And, and so, like, it's just it's just kind of difficult. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? It's also, this team is very, other than the two centers, it, they, you know, and even Mark can play some backup point guard we saw last year. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there's their floor general. <laughs> yeah. <They're>, uh, yeah <laughs> big Spaniard. Big Spaniard is the backup point guard. Seven foot, 350-pound uh, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, other than those two, this is a very combo player heavy roster. This is not a roster that is going to be completely like, obviously their basketball reference is going to do their positional designations and estimations and all of that stuff. And, you know, we're all going to talk about who's playing where and technically whatever, but I mean, you kind of have like hybrid wing bigs and then you kind of have hybrid, you have like wing wings that can play as shooting guard or can play at small forward and then you have your kind of point guards that are also kind of combo guards that can play a little bit of kind of both backcourt positions so this is a very positionless team that kind of is going to do a lot of this stuff by committee like if Ariza and Mello are on the floor for example it's probably Mello guarding the four and Ariza guarding the three but you know offensively Mello may be kind of more of the wing because he's spotting up a little bit mm-hmm. more maybe Ariza slashing a little bit more than Mello at cutting to the basket stuff like that you know I, again these are all hypotheticals but to some degree this stuff doesn't matter in certain lineup constructions because it's a very versatile roster that can play a lot of different positions Right. So it's kind of hard to tell until we see how they're being used for sure what they need the most of. But so this is a lot of this is going off of paper. But yeah, you're right. I mean, LeBron certainly is going to play some small forward and Ariza probably will have to play some there just because right now they're kind of lacking those wing defensive. Ariza may start, you know, for all we know. Yeah. Uh, And yeah. Well, I I kind of look at it as like you're saying, it's a very malleable roster. It's a it's a it's a, a group that can be kind of jumbled and will have to be jumbled, by the way, over the course of the season, in large part because this is a team that, like, they're probably planning for LeBron James missing some games. They're probably planning on uh, a couple, you know, DMP rests for Russell Westbrook or for Anthony Davis. Knock on wood that they don't have to face this, but maybe there is an injury to one of those guys that keeps them out for a little while. And, and I, I mean, statistically, at their ages and with their histories, probably one of them will get hurt at some point. Obviously, no one's rooting for that, but probably at least one will take some kind of injury that, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a serious injury, but like an ankle sprain that knocks you out for a couple games. Right. Like, I mean, that's going to happen over the course of a long season. Right, and so, and, and I think this roster, to Palinka's credit, 
and to LeBron and to AD's credit, like this is a roster that is that kind of malleable because it you have to be flexible if that kind of a situation occurs, right? And that's where that's where I would kind of hope that they have a creator on the on the on the court or, or on the roster just in case like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James miss the game. You would like to be able to have somebody who can be more of a floor general out there and anybody who can create for somebody else. Uh, that would be nice. And maybe maybe they think that's Talon Horton Tucker. Maybe that's what they're kind of grooming him for. But he's still more of an attacking guard too. So so yeah, that 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 kind of a that kind the, of a, the him and Caruso as the two floor generals thing last year when the Lakers had a lot of injuries while Dennis was out in the protocols. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's why we saw Marcus All as like the, the pseudo point guard from time to time. Yeah, because like it was just no because THT even got hurt at one point during that. Yeah, and it was like yeah that was last year. We, oh man, we the, came, the less we talk about last year, that was rough. <laughs> we came dangerously close to Chris Kamen coming out of the stands and lying on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Gaiman is backup point guard. Also, for those of you keeping track from last week, that does not count as a Caruso complaint. That was merely a reference to a time when he was on the roster, yeah. not a complaint. If anything, yeah. you were complaining about his inability to be a floor general. Exactly. If anything, that was a criticism. You should have to not tweet for a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next kind of need that I kind of – well, do you see – before we move on, do you see anybody out there who can – fill that role because i'm looking right now at, at um, on espionation.com uh ricky o'donnell put together the the nine remaining free agents now this is somewhat dated because dennis Schroeder is still on the list so so it's really eight it's eight remaining yeah. best free agents <laughs> right so you have josh hart laurie markinen uh paul Millsap, demarcus cousins james ennis I, isaiah hartenstein steve mckayluk and garrison matthews uh and and there are no point guards there there is not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, unless you really just like were digging into the South Bay Lakers tape from Svee's rookie year when he actually, you know, is out there looking like a dynamic one-on-one -on -one scorer at times. Uh, yeah, I, that's probably, there's probably not a point guard in there. And, you know, Josh Hart's summer league tape, never forget him running a bunch of pick and rolls and being, you know, like, I was like, oh man, this is the secondary scorer LeBron needs is from like a role player, a, you know, three and D guy who could do a little more. Um, I, I saw actually, you know, as far as, as far as wing bodies go, Josh Hart is an interesting name. The only problem is that he's a restricted free agent, you know, and so theoretically, like, if the Lakers gave him a minimum, unless the Pelicans renounced him, like, they're probably going to match that, you know, and the, all oh, the yeah. Lakers can give are minimums at this point, you know, barring complete negligence from their front office, which, like, we can't rule out at this point based on how they handled Lonzo, but... You know, like if they just hate Josh Hart, you know, that they let him go. But that seems unlikely. I just wanted to shout out Mike Garcia, Canyon Driver on Twitter, that, uh, you know, he pointed out that the new foul rules, Josh Hart's about to become like a shutdown defender because his main flaw defensively is that Jumping. he bites on every single, you know, like <laughs> fake that guys do. Yeah. And now it's like guys can't lean into him for fouls and things like that. And... So, yeah, I mean, he's probably due for some upwards regression, but I also don't think that the Lakers will be able to afford him. Yeah. So he, he would have been an interesting name for that need. But as far as point guards go, that's not necessarily uh, the names that, you know, I think that the Lakers would be looking at. I mean, one guy that we know that they've looked at, uh, per Mark Stein's report yesterday, was Isaiah Thomas. And I'm not sure if you – did you and Sabrina address this report on your podcast we yesterday? We did. We did. It'll shock I you mean, to find out that I'm not a fan. No, I mean, your tweet that I'm positive that he's not an NBA player was mean, but I laughed. It was mean, though, and you shouldn't—it was mean. But, 
you know, yeah, he just would not seem to be the greatest fit for what they need. And we also have to remember, I, I know that Mark's sources are much better than mine. That goes without saying. And he said that, you know, it's thought that kind of the LeBron, Isaiah Thomas, you know, combination would not be a problem despite their kind of rocky stint in Cleveland. I don't know that I necessarily buy that yeah. like not not anything against Mark, but it's like I mean there was a video clip that resurfaced yesterday of like LeBron he hit like a big shot at the end of a game and like Isaiah it comes running over to like hug him and LeBron just straight up just walks past him <laughs> like I don't I don't think that he liked him at all no. and so you know maybe for end of the bench roster spot bygones be bygones it changes you know maybe but I, I just for a lot of reasons I don't think that he is a fit for what the Lakers need and also you know I, I said this uh, I was talking to someone else about this yesterday. If the Lakers sign Isaiah Thomas, it's just proof that they're trying to get Frank to quit. You know, like, I just don't. <laughs> no, I, I also. I, He's I, like in Polinka's office. He's like, I need one more attack, point of attack defender. And Rob's like, I got it. Isaiah Thomas. And I chuckled. I chuckled at the at the report or the framing of the report that uh, LeBron and IT have like moved beyond their their little spat or whatever. And it was like. Your I swear LeBron and IT get a long shirt is doing a lot of explaining. <laughs> Remember when IT was like sad? He was like along. tweeting that he was sad that LeBron didn't get him a custom suit that like he got the rest of the Cavs. <laughs> like he didn't get his because he got fitted for it, but then he got traded. Well, they 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 didn't they don't come in that size. Like they don't. They're that is mean. That's just mean. You don't have. You are the same size as Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> that's a that's way meaner. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like vertically, you are not horizontally. Horizontally, I would say he's a little svelter. But yeah, I would, I would, I would happen to agree. Uh, I, I'm looking here. It so... would be a great story if I, I if Isaiah Thomas making it back into the NBA would be a great story. I would be happy for him. He's a guy I've always felt bad for, and I root for personally. He seems like an exceedingly nice guy. Yeah. How could you, even as a Celtic, like his story of playing through his sister's death while he's going through all these injuries. It was heartbreaking. And, like, you almost had to root for him despite the uniform that he had, just as a human being, like, going mm-hmm. through that and still going out there and feeling like he owed it to his team and just the way while that they handled that. Like inter- was- yeah, and then he was hurt, ends up hurting himself worse, and then they trade him and he misses out on his one chance at a big payday. And, again, I'm not saying that, like, Boston should have given him a max contract out of sympathy or something like that, but it just – it always sucked on a human level yeah. that he just never got to cash in on that all-NBA run. And so I'm rooting for him to make it back. I just don't think that the Lakers make sense. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that, and especially the Lakers part. It's just it's tough because what the Lakers have right now, like they have bigger Isaiah Thomas in Kendrick Nunn, and they have bigger Isaiah Thomas in Malik Monk, you know. And and what they need is they, they could use a Ricky Rubio type, right? They could use a Rajon Rondo type, just somebody who can go out there and and just kind of steady the offense in in the event that Russ and LeBron miss the same game, you know, and and that might happen this year. That's that's my concern is that on this roster there are no Phil Handy at backup point guard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Phil Handy's such a badass that I could see him handle. Phil Handy, I feel like Phil Handy could go and play it for like five minutes, yeah. probably. No, you know, like Phil Handy could give you five minutes. Every time I see him bodying up, his like, handles are unbelievable. Yeah, well, and and he can like body guys up in the in the post. You know, you see him. Yeah. More, like it's just he, Phil Handy. He's like real I life want, Uncle Drew. It's insane. I was just gonna say Phil Handy is the actual Uncle Drew. He could yeah. walk out there into your local Y and give everybody a bucket. Every single yeah. person standing there. Um. So I'm looking at the list here, 
And again, I, there, I, I, I believe it's updated. This is via Hoops Hype. So Isaiah Thomas is the number one available free agent at point guard. Uh, per ho- ho- and see, that, that's as much of anything. of That shows you where we're at in free agency. Exactly. You have names like Jeff Teague, who was an utter disaster the last couple of years. At every Jeff stop. Teague was so bad for the Bucks that he joked that he when you, when you don't show up for the group project, then you get an A <laughs> as his championship <laughs> trophy post. You know what? Just for sense of humor, bring me Jeff Teague. He could be the new Jared Dudley. He's like willing to make fun of himself. There you go. He's like Jared Dudley, but he plays. Dude, him and him and Jared Dudley will be the old the old Muppets at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the bench. <laughs> and then you have just like, hey, LeBron, make your weak side rotation. <laughs> you have Mike James. You have Dennis Smith Jr. You have Shane Larkin. Uh, ooh, here's a name: Shabazz Napier. We know LeBron's a fan. Emmanuel Moutier Finally time to reunite them (laughs) Brad Wanamaker What if the Lakers signed Shabazz Napier and LeBron just retired He like secretly hated Shabazz Napier And was just trying to like That was was LeBron's final prank On on the Miami Pat Riley Dude you know you should draft I will definitely come back if He was tweeting about it and then they drafted him It was hilarious So, yeah, as you guys have heard, that type of point guard is very difficult to find at this stage of the game. I think it's the kind of necessity that will probably present itself over the course of the season. And the Lakers will be hoping that a a point guard becomes available via buyout. Yeah. Or that they can swap somebody who is making a minimum or something like that for, for, for somebody like that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Kendrick Nunn, because he's making a little bit more— is, is somebody you can kind of swap out in December for, for a more natural point guard fit. Um, so that's, that's, that's one necessity that I'd agree with you that they have. My next kind of, I don't know if I would say, I would call it a necessity, but, and, and actually I, I kind of want to attack this from a different direction because you got to kind of look at best players available, right? At this stage, yeah. at this stage of, of where they are, you kind of just have to look at who is still available what type of players can the Lakers still go out and get, realistically speaking? We already talked about Josh Hart, how that's probably not going to happen. But a name that I can't, like, look past, I know it's probably unrealistic. I know it's it's probably not going to happen. But Paul Millsap interests me quite a bit. You'd think, I mean, he's been so scarred by LeBron teams that he'd, like, want to jump on board at some point. Guess how much... Paul Millsap has made over the course of his career. It's it's a lot. Like he he's gotten a lot of big contracts. A hundred and ninety, almost a hundred and ninety one million dollars. And he was he was what a second round pick. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. I think all time success story. He's one of Paul the, Millsap never turned down an extension. Yeah, he's one of the listen. <laughs> take that advice <laughs> if you're listening. We know who his agent isn't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I remember liking him coming out of college because he was like an all-time great rebounder. And it's yeah. funny because like I completely 180'd on the value of rebounding with Andre Drummond, but like Paul Millsap became available because he started hitting threes. Um, but yeah, Mills, Millsap is somebody who really interests me. He could play, you know, if AD gets hurt, he could play both the center or the power forward spot. He can play next to LeBron as the five. He can play next to AD as the four. Um, he could play next to Mark or Dwight as the four. Those teams will suffer. Those teams aren't going to be very good because the Lakers need one of LeBron or AD on the court 
at all times. Him next to Mark would be Oof. a rough very front slow. court defensively. Very, very slow. Yes. <laughs> Just insanely slow. Uh, but, you know, if he becomes available for the veterans minimum, and this is something that you and I have talked about in Slack quite a bit, like why this has taken the Lakers so long to this fill these. This was the point I wanted to get to. Yeah, like why they haven't filled this last roster spot. And it's, they're hoping that the market completely dries up on somebody like Paul Millsap. Yeah. Or someone like, even like Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. You know, I, is he restricted? I think he, he is. is, right? He is. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Bulls renounce him or are willing to kind of sign and trade him. And, oh, no, the Lakers can't do a sign and trade because they're already up against the cap and that would hard cap them. Mm-hmm. So they can't do a sign and trade. But yeah, if, you know, I mean, maybe just the market completely falls out on someone. They, just, I mean, he clearly does not want to go back to the Bulls. Speaking of our right. friend Ricky O'Donnell, he wrote about specifically how, how Markkinen is stuck in free agency limbo right now. He literally gave like interviews talking about he's ready to not be with the Bulls, right. but then kind of did not make it into that Spurs sign and trade for DeRozan because he wanted too much money and maybe he's a guy that he could be like the Lakers version of what the Celtics just did with Dennis Schroeder where you get a guy that is not making as much as they thought they were going to make they come in and try to prove themselves I mean again he probably ends up somewhere else but Mm -hmm. I think that what the Lakers are hoping for right now is okay plan A you know because I know that you love to know analyze what the Lakers plans are so right now for them plan A is you know Someone, the market falls out from under someone, yeah. and they can get a player that's better than the minimum for the minimum. Plan B is probably just re-sign Matthews and Duds. Mm-hmm. I agree on 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 all of that because it's weird that we have not heard anything about Wesley Matthews. It's not weird Dud, uh, Dudley because obviously, you know, I think it's pretty clear if he's going to play again, it's going to be with the Lakers, and if he doesn't, then he's probably just going to retire. Like I don't know, think that he's necessarily moving from Southern California yeah. where he lives. Right. Um. But like Matthews is weird that we have heard nothing about him anywhere connected to any teams because I know again. I, I had all the people in my mentions today when I tweeted this saying like, oh, he averaged like four points a game, da 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 I'm not saying that he's an every-game starter or something, but he can still play. Right. You can put Wesley Matthews in, and he's still a good defender. His three-point shooting was too. obviously down next year. Maybe that is just – he just started to fall off a cliff. Sometimes guys' legs go, and that's just gone. But he looked like he could still give you some minutes in a valuable situation. Here's also where I'm going to give Palenka some credit here. And I, we'd have to check with Eric Pincus. Are you going to clip just this part? Is this the clip? Well, not now that you called me out on it. <laughs> no, just start again. Here's where I have to give Polinka some credit here. Here's where I think Rob Polinka is an unmitigated genius. Honestly, anybody who questions him probably hates the Lakers and hates oh the city God. of Los Angeles. But I hate you so much. <laughs> but, no, I, I, this is where I legitimately think Polinka did some, some smart and proactive planning here. He didn't give Kendrick Nunn the full 5.9 mil, right? And I believe you can tack on the, the remaining money onto a minimum contract, which means that they, they could go above a minimum contract for somebody else, right? Um, I believe that's how it might be. No, I don't think that you can, but the difference is that it's no longer, like, it's still going to be more than the minimum because they're prorated. Right. Well, that's, so you that's more what I meant. Pro- Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can't tack it on to the mid-level, right. but you can give them more than the prorated minimum. You can give them the prorated Some mid-level. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's not it's not really it's it's not really effective right now. It's not going to help them right now. But when it's it, something that could help them on the buyout market, outbid someone who is competing between minimums, they can get slightly more from the right. Lakers. Maybe it's like a few hundred thousand here that another yeah. team might not be able to offer. Right. And that's where I think it was really smart because 
I don't think Kendrick Nunn was taking a giant deal from somewhere else. You know, I, he probably was offered more and maybe for a longer deal, but he's, uh, uh, he's very much a prove-it player. Uh, same with Malik Monk, right? He's coming off of a very good season, but some teams might be nervous that he was coming off of an outlier season. Um, and so both of those guys are good value for what they did. But what none allowed Polinka to do is, like we're saying, keep that extra money available if and when a buyout be, a, a buyout player becomes available who would help the Lakers. And that's that's why I think they're only giving out 14 roster spots this year. Um, and then that, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. And, and so, like, in terms of guys who would, you know, maybe help now, I don't know that they're in the market in business. I think some team out there is probably going to give them a better restricted offer than the Lakers can do. And maybe the, the Bulls uh, immediately say, no, they aren't going to match that, and he moves on. Um, it won't shock anybody to find out that uh, the Dallas Mavericks are interested in Larry Markkinen, you know, for, for reasons. And then, and then, you know, you kind of go from, from that to, to the next kind of level of wing player because we talked about wings. And the wing market, as you would expect, not all, that, not all that, you know, fruitful, again, at this stage. So, Anthony, you were talking about needing guys at point guard. And so I was looking on the 2022 NBA free agent tracker on Track because, you know, who are the guys that are usually bought out? It's the guys who are about to have expiring contracts and their teams bad are just teams. like, yeah, on bad teams. And they're just like, hey, we're just going to let you go. It's a favor to agents down the line, whatever. So I was looking at the top of that list is John Wall, clutch client. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. he has a player option after this year, but it's always possible that you see, you know, sometimes with teams, they buy out the next two years, basically, if they're really not going anywhere, and the player gives back a little bit to go chase a ring or something like that. And then you go down this list, and, you know, you also have, uh, you have Goran Dragic, who, you know, made it really clear that he does not want to be in Toronto, <laughs> and so yeah. might be, I mean, he's probably more likely, I would say, to head to the Mavs with Luka, but, you know, it's always possible For the reasons. Lakers were linked to him ahead of free agency. And uh, and the Lakers have a number of Heat guys who may put in a strong recruiting pitch. Uh, and then, you know, there is your favorite point guard of all time, Ricky Rubio, who is, you know, going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And maybe if the Cavs flame out, they decide to let him go chase a ring with his, uh, with his fellow Spanish national team player. And you could have Russ and Rubio. Finally. A super team. I, all, I, all I can do is dream. You know, we'll... we'll... I actually would honestly, genuinely, like for a backup point guard behind Russ, like I would love Rubio as that guy because he's that table setter that you want. They could play alongside each other. He's really good defensively. Just the only thing is he is another guy that sucks at shooting. So that kind of makes the lineups a little tougher. But that would be, you know, if you could get him on a buyout. Now the Cavs want to make the playoffs and make a run with him. But if that semi-predictably does not go as they hope, I could see him being a buyout guy. Yeah, I I mean the Cavs aren't going to be good this year. I think yeah, I mean they're the same, probably not. So like. yeah, they have the, the same win loss total going into the year as the San Antonio Spurs, and I think they're both in like the mid to high twenties. So yeah. that's not normally a, a veteran who only has so many years left will usually want to be, and and eventually, by the way, like Rubio is probably going to find himself on the outside of that rotation looking in because they have Colin Sexton. They have uh, Garland, and, and they have uh, a group of young guys who are all going to need minutes to develop. So, yeah, I think well, I think of the names that you mentioned, Rubio is probably easily the, the most likely to be either moved 
in a trade, which is still possible, or bought out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, John Wall seems like an outside thing, but I, I could I could definitely see that and them trying to get him. I mean, we just saw them do it with Ben McLemore last year, like, right. you know, and right. get him over to L.A. And so, you know, we, we could definitely see something like that. And, but again, it's another point guard who can't shoot, but beggars can't be choosers. Anyone that you're adding with your 13, 14, and 15 roster spots in a buyout is going too. to have flaws. Yeah, in, like in a, a buyout. You don't, you don't normally greatly improve your team in a buyout, as evidenced but, by last year. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Cavaliers that and buyouts from last year and like the team letting that team letting high paid centers go, Kevin Love, you know, does that is that someone that interests you at all in a kind of limited role coming here? I mean, again, that's a guy that I don't think that the Lakers would add without like trading Marcus All or something like that. Yeah. You know, just to clear up some so that's not necessarily like one of these roster spots that you'd be adding him to because that's. All of a sudden, you're using a lot of roster spots on front court again for a team with mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. But Kevin Love is an interesting one. I know he looked fairly like toast for the Team USA for Team USA, but fairly, yeah. I mean, fairly, but theoretically, fairly, theoretically, he's you're played being with LeBron very before. fair on your on your assessment yeah. of fairly. It's doing I'm not a lot Captain of Hot Takes like you. I like to respect <laughs> players and hard workers, and uh huh, yeah. Jerry Colangelo is is <laughs> Jerry Colangelo is a lot less respectful to players than I am. I will say that. So I'm a little nervous about the fact that like Love had I don't know even how long to be in physical shape for an Olympic team. By the way, like you you're playing five minutes. He wasn't even good enough shape to to make it through training camp. You know that. That makes me a little nervous. He's just, I think it's been so long since he hasn't just been like, oh, my, you know, I'm in pain. I can't play, like, for the Cavs that he, like, just as practice. Like, yeah. like he's got to train himself out of that, out of, like, just trying to not play for a team that he hates, you know? Yeah. It was like, this was training camp for that. Yeah, so I, 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 it makes me a little nervous that he wasn't available or, or able to, to get himself in decent enough shape to, to be there as like a, a towel waiver on that team. Cause that's essentially what he would have done. Like he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't played very much. And, and so that makes me a little nervous and uh, you know, for, for what the Lakers need also, I just, I just don't really see the fit. He, he's just, he's not good enough defensively. And the Lakers have like a, a big stiff big who just, can't really move offensively and and might hope to stretch the stretch the floor. So maybe if Mark asks his way out for whatever reason, he's maybe also, then it makes a little bit more sense. But I just I just don't see it. He's also only thirty two, so that's a little young for this team. <laughs> he looks way older than thirty two. Yeah, when he moves, yes, but he actually somehow is only thirty two. And former that's Bruin, crazy. former former Russ UCLA teammate as well as LeBron. That's true. You know, as Screw well as you, LeBron, ben Howland. I don't know how that team didn't win a championship. Good as Lord. well as uh, like LeBron, well, because they were playing Russ at shooting guard. <laughs> um, all right, and then look in terms of in terms of available bodies who can shoot. I still don't think JJ Redick has signed anywhere. No, um, I, he's interesting. Just as like uh, he's interesting. It's like, oh, is he going to try this year after right. kind of not trying last year? 
I know he would like to get on there because it would help his podcast. I yeah, exactly. I mean, sure. he for sure probably put Lakers. At the, like when he his agent was like, where do you want to go? He's like, Lakers. Lakers. Yes. Podcast Lakers downloads. or Nets. Lakers yeah. or Nets. Probably but, Lakers even ahead of Nets. He's like, well, I could go home and be with my family, but also I could get a lot of podcast downloads from <laughs> Lakers fans. <laughs> and then, and then you know, need, you know, honestly, out. I miss that part of Danny Green. I miss like having a player that just does a podcast, for, just you know, gives weekly us content. for whatever reason. Yeah, like that was... <laughs> That was very handy. So I, you know, for me, I personally, I'm all in on JJ Redick. You mentioned JJ, or uh, not JJ. You mentioned James Ennis earlier uh, as somebody who who is interested. This is what Ricky wrote about him on again on SB Nation. Uh, Ennis has clawed his way to a nice career since being a second round pick in the 2013 NBA draft, but he's yet to find a st- stable home. Already playing for seven NBA teams, now 31 years old. Ennis is a he's 31. How? <laughs> How? It's like I thought opposite. he was like 24. I don't it's understand. Like, okay, wow. It's the anti Kevin Love. Yeah, <laughs> James Ennis is the anti <laughs> Benjamin Button Kevin Love. <laughs> uh, now 31 years old, Ennis is a six six three and D wing who hit 43 percent of his triples on 100 only 104 tries uh, last year for the Magic. He's one of the few rotational wings uh, open. On the market or left on the market. Okay, I see why. I see now you reading those stats. Why every single Lakers fan has tweeted at me that they want James Ennis. I get it now. Yeah, I just assumed it was like Cranjus had tweeted about him or something. Because usually that's like how that goes. Like Cranjus will mention someone, and then like everyone's asking me when they're signing that guy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm also on the Ennis boat. If that's a direction that the Lakers go in, he's a natural bigger two slash three, and and uh, and hit open jumpers last year and that's all he would be asked to do now i between him and jj i think i would still prefer jj because because like ennis is somebody who knocks down shots jj is somebody that teams care about not shooting um even though last year he like reddick was just outright bad but again you're talking about the 13th man here and if they go in either of those directions whatever the last kind of scenario here that i want to throw to you um unless you really want to talk about bringing v home um, I would, I, I mean, you and I did an entire song being sad about Svee being gone. So, I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we we can save that for next week. We'll do a whole Bring Svee Home podcast if uh, if they have not filled these roster spots. He, um, man, he's only 24. That's crazy. He's definitely too young for this team. I, like I You made the joke, but he might actually be too young. I mean, he's older, he's older than Monk and THT. Yeah. He'd be a veteran veteran presence for those guys. Another one. For some reason, last year, his shot fell off a cliff last year. Yeah, well, he shot I don't care. 40, I want... He shot 40% in 2020, and then last year, 33.4% from three. Bring our, bring our boy home. I don't care. He was on the Thunder. How was he? He probably wasn't getting any open shots. <laughs> I don't know. SGA is pretty good at that kind of stuff. Um, he didn't play. They sat him the whole year. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Maybe Mikhail Luke went out there and missed shots on purpose because he knew that he didn't want to be there. He's like, no, that's he's... no, no. <laughs> if if he made shots, the Thunder would would not play him. So he was like, well, I yeah. gotta stay on the court. I gotta be out here. It's way too boring to be in Oklahoma City. He picked the spots. Not he, play like he tried to have a couple highlights just so that people would see him, but then like play <laughs> badly otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the last kind of scenario here that I wanted to go over in terms of. You know, we've talked. Is about it will Chris needs. Paul take a buyout <laughs> to chase the championship? You think? Are we? Are we? When are we going back to like charting Kawhi Leonard's flight plans? 
No, we need we need to do it. We need to like make this like ne- next week. We'll bring it back. We'll do like Chris Paul watch. Is he? We'll make it a recurring segment and just get Suns fans f- sending you death threats instead. Every every show we gotta like. Hey, it looks like Chris Paul looks a little angry out there. Yeah, you think you think he's gonna take a buyout because I mean, he always with does. LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know he was uh, LeBron's best man? Or LeBron yeah, was his best he's man? Bronny's godfather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, maybe L.A. bound. Take a buyout. <laughs> Chance at a ring. You know, he's going to end up on this also-ran Suns team. He might want to take a buyout and come and actually compete. I will say this. I'm going to be fo- uh, fading or shorting. The, I'm going to very much season. enjoy the Suns bounce back to earth this year. Yeah. It's going to be, it's you know, be it turns fun. out it's, it's a little bit more difficult to be successful when everybody has their when, best and second best players. Yeah, like when everyone is not playing with like a walker. <laughs> Um, but the last, the last actual scenario before we get canceled by everybody in the NBA is, uh, the guys that are currently two way guys, the guys who are on exhibit 10 deals, the Lakers would save a little bit of money by bringing those guys onto the roster. Uh, we have to mention that like, that's where we are with the Lakers now. But, I'm not quite there yet, but it is something. I mean, that is true. They would save money. I don't think that they're trying to save money on veterans' minimum contracts. I think they would be just fine handing it out to an actual veteran. But you are this, tech, but you are Miles by Simons the CBA doing double duty. You are correct, head coach and assistant coach. I don't think that happens very often in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I th- I was curious about that too. I was actually like trying to ask like G League people that I know. I'm like, does that sound? Doable? Like, could you like work life balance wise? Like, what if they're like? In I think I honestly cities? think it's like more of like a you would st- you would be a little more involved than the traditional South Bay coach, but you'd mostly kind of be their coach. But you'd kind of maybe like you know kind of uh, show up to games sometimes when their guys are called up or whatever it may be, like token title. I, I don't know, but that mm-hmm. that sounds like a lot of time investment. I don't know exactly how that would work. And literally having to be in two places at once. Sometimes if the Lakers yeah. are traveling. Yeah, the, the, the G League Lakers are not. The South Bay Lakers yeah. are not. Um, but yeah, so if if they go in that direction, not to I don't I don't mean to completely isolate this down to this would be the thing that saves them money, but like Sabrina and I talked about this yesterday on I Love Basketball. Is it was it was hey there might be a benefit to building up a project and and getting them ready for you know maybe a couple of years down the road. Yeah, I think no, I certainly think that there's merit to that almost taking on like a new THT, a guy that is, you know, yeah. you're bringing even though they're going to be older than THT, almost basically whoever it <laughs> is. A lot. THT is still the youngest player on this roster, even younger than the undrafted free agents. He's one of the youngest players in the NBA still. Still. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Not... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it, it so I I think I could see the merit. Honestly, Reeves has impressed me when I have. I haven't watched every single Lakers summer league game, so I, mm-hmm. I give out that caveat. I missed the most recent one, so maybe he was really bad. But, and even um, the ones that I've watched, I've just kind of scanned. Yeah, I think I have liked what I've seen from Reeves, and I would not. I would not be opposed to making him that fifteenth spot and get freeing up another two-way contract for someone i think that there is legitimate there's a legitimate basketball argument to be made for that aside from financial considerations i i think as far as just he's under contract like he's yours he can be he's always with the team you don't have to worry about uh, you can assign him down whenever you want but you don't have to worry i know that there's no like limits on two-way contract guys like how often they can be with the team but there are still game limits and how many they can play in and so i, I think there are arguments to be made 
made for taking in another rookie, just infusing the team with one more young guy just that is on your roster all the time. But again, I also see, you know, maybe you don't feel like there's another guy that's worth one of those two-way contracts, so you keep him there for now, or maybe you haven't seen enough to offer him a multi-year deal or something like that. Yeah, I think think there is, like you're saying— it wouldn't just come down to money. It will. I will. I also wouldn't it. hate the idea of. I, I haven't seen enough out of Ayayi yet to be yeah. like, oh, give that guy a roster spot or McClung or Johnny Brown yeah. or like either of these. Like Exhibit Tens is probably good enough for those guys, you know, at this point and the two way in the case of Ayayi. Like, I, I don't haven't know seen if I'm anybody pop right. the way that like Kuzma popped. Well, Kuzma yeah. was a draft pick, so that's not quite fair. But I yeah, and he was Caruso. a first round pick. Caruso. Caruso was an undrafted guy that genuinely you saw him on the floor during that first summer league. And you're like, oh, this guy, like he could play. And I mean, there's a reason the Lakers gave him, you know, like a two-way contract after like one game where he got actual minutes. They were like, oh, yeah, like this guy's, you know, he could probably play. I think there's an argument to be made. And you sort of made it on one of your podcasts over the last couple weeks uh, for Devontae Haycock, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, like to bring him in and finally get a look (laughs) yeah and finally well not just finally get a look it's not like you can't sign him to a non-guaranteed deal and then still let him develop at times in the g league but then also have the option of bringing him back you could almost treat him like a third two-way player Mm -hmm. at the end of that roster and really see if he can play a little bit i I think there is an argument to be made for that if you want to get another young guy who can maybe step in give you a burst of enthusiasm sometimes he's certainly not a flawless player but he is a guy that has rebounded an elite level every single time he's on the floor and, you know, seems to be a little bit better of a scorer, you know, in these summer league games. Again, that's like, you know, it's summer league. But I I did just, the defense is the only part where you maybe are concerned, but he also can really help you end possessions, which is valuable on defense, especially for a team that wants to break as much as the Lakers do. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, so like I was saying that basically with any of these guys, whether it's Reeves, Kaycock, Ayai McClung, I'm 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 lower on McClung than I would not he's, be. He's a too I would not be me, surprised but. to see uh, to see Devonte get one of that last exhibit ten that they're allowed to give out. Like at least as yeah. like a hey, we're signing you. We're making you're coming to training camp at least, and then we can kind of see where things go from there. Yeah, and so I and 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 I think there's value in doing that with a project type player. But at the end of the day, it also depends on. What type of deals guys like Millsap, guys like Markinen, guys yeah. like Hart sign? Because if those guys sign minimum deals and the Lakers go out and pick up a Yai and make him full-time or pick up Reeves and make him full-time instead of going in that direction, I would have questions. Uh, but, you know, with that notwithstanding, and again, I would go out on a limb and predict that Millsap is probably going to get more than the minimum. And, and the elephant in the room get more and marketing is definitely going to get more. The elephant in the room with all of this is that we, you know, we kind of have to assume until he doesn't that Jared Dudley is going to have one of these spots. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's we, why we I haven't wasn't... explicitly said it on this podcast, but that feels yeah. very likely when LeBron is like doing offseason training videos with him and he's been everywhere with him this summer. Like he's in the inner circle. He I would be with... very... He met with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was... Like, they're just I, – I don't know why they're waiting to announce. Maybe Duds just, like, doesn't want to sign yet because he wants some more PTO where the team can't tell him, like, hey, you got to, like, start working out. I don't know. But, you know, like, I, I, it's weird that they haven't announced it yet. You would think that that would have been a fairly quick one if he was coming back. But So that's the only thing that gives me pause. But I still do feel like he's probably coming back. I would be surprised if he wasn't. 
Yeah, I well, that's why I wasn't okay with the Isaiah Thomas thing because I don't want like one of the things that was kind of frustrating. You last don't want year Dudley was, in five ten Dudley, right? Well, you don't want you don't want multiple like we know, right? <laughs> it's so fucking mean, <laughs> Jared Shortly, but like stop. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know you don't you don't want multiple end of roster spot, even if it's the end of the roster, right? Even if it's guys 13, 14, 15, you don't want all of those to be wasted roster spots because like, what if we run into another injury late in season, like we had last year, you know, what if like we're seeing with Delta variant that COVID isn't going anywhere. Right. And, and it might not, you know, we're seeing vaccinated people catch this thing it's beyond some people's control. I'm still. And we also there, there are certainly some of the Lakers. But... I'm not going to name names for legal reasons. That there are yeah. reasons to be dubious over whether or not that they have right. taken the vaccine. And you can look up the, potentially one of the new additions comments on vaccines. And it's not hard to find. Yeah, it's very Google it's very is right not. there. Yeah. yeah, just asking questions. I'm and not. So... Yeah, I'm not going to imply that anyone has not taken it, but there are reasons to believe that maybe some have not. Right. And so, like, with all of that being said, you know, I, I just I just don't think you can waste most multiple roster spots on either stories or chemistry guys, whatever. Like, you get one spot for something like that and maybe one spot for a project type. But after that, like, if you are going to have both of those guys, one, you don't have the option to head into the season with 14 versus 15 guys on your roster. And two, that, that 13th, roster spot has to go to a productive player yeah you know a potentially productive player not saying that jj reddick is going to be because he might get squeezed that that might be why reddick isn't on the team yet right where he's looking at the roster and he's saying like where are those minutes going to come from yeah you know and and so wayne ellington is currently on the roster and he might i, I mean well they have wayne squeezed. ellington and malik monk i'm just not sure that they need reddick as much as it appeared like they needed him two weeks ago right well it's it's the kind of thing like it'd be, it'd be nice to have him and you keep him away from another competitor would be i'm not that of... i'm just not that worried about it i, I am yeah. for the podcast though yeah <laughs> same can they so just yeah, bring him I... on and he like he can he can join like uh, like one of the uh like one of the lakers podcasts or something like that like not even as a player they just bring so him in as like Hey Justin, if you're listening, maybe we can offer Reddick. Let's do a little it. Extra yeah, beyond a little extra beyond the the cap is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? let's let's give him the mid level exception. <laughs> he immediately for starts podcasters a hundred times more, literally a hundred times more than I mean than the entire site. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. Last thing we get out of here, we're, we're as we kind of fade into the off season and we start having a little bit more fun here. I do want to have a little bit of fun or introduce a game that Harrison and I are going to be playing on a weekly basis here. This is more of an introduction, but we'll see what, where this conversation goes. Harrison. And this is these, the, the segment is called let's ask a random question and fight about it. So, uh, wow, you really so, put a lot of time into that, into that segment. It's, it's like Dora the Explorer having the, I'm the map song, right? Some guy, we, we I, could call it indisputed. <laughs> in dispute yeah <laughs> so this this segment is very Second much take. in dispute <laughs> um so <laughs> lukewarm pizza if for that's a that's a throwback yeah to, to what that show used to be but yeah so today's or this week's question is 
You're, second thing, second. You're you're out, you're out and about. <laughs> this honestly should be the segment. <laughs> I like indisputed. That's what I'm calling it from now on. All right. Well, I, I it's think just nebulous enough good. that if we say it fast enough, people know what we're talking about. But also for legal reasons, we're not copying anyone's thing. Coming up on indisputed. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, this week's question, random question, is you're out and about. There are no generic, like there isn't Lay's. There isn't like, you know, big time brands of chips, bags of chips. And you have to get a bag of chips with like your sandwich or something like that. And that deli's bags of chips are your typical flavors, barbecue, salt and vinegar, jalapeno, like you name it, right? What is the safest bet to you in terms of that type of potato chip? So I didn't tell you this before when you told me what the segment was going to be, but I don't really eat chips because I, I wanted to tell you I, on air I, because I, I knew you'd get really mad. It. This is so annoying. You're the Remember how early you said you hate me? Yeah. Because of like the, the, the like this is me saying right back at you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, so like are we allowed to have so we aren't allowed to have dips with that dip with them. It's just like regular like just a chip by itself. Yeah. Mm, maybe those veggie chips. But that's not a I knew it would make you mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Lakers. No, probably probably barbecue. I feel like barbecue has the lowest floor. The highest floor. The highest floor. Yes, highest floor. Yes. The highest floor. Making my argument for me. (laughs) I feel like I've, uh, when I used to eat chips more when I was, when I was younger, I I feel like barbecue, there was very rarely a bad barbecue chip. Those are usually pretty good because it's simple. It's like Mm -hmm. a simple flavor to get right. I feel like that's the one that I'm going with and I will fight you to the death if you pick anything else. (laughs) I think that's going to be the popular response. Uh, I think that's going to be like, if we make a poll out of this, I think that's going to be the popular uh, response to this. I'm going to go, I'm going jalapeno. What? Yeah, I'm going jalapeno. I'm not even playing this up. That feels like a very easy thing to mess up. I don't think so. It's just got to be spicy. Also, I I had my gallbladder out, so <laughs> I like I can't eat jalapenos anymore. Like that, I will just be nauseous for hours. <laughs> like, so that's that's a no for me. I'm sorry. We are like at least twice, maybe three, four times a month. I, you say or do something that just. We I, what am I supposed to do? I can't decide to not take my gallbladder out. Like, we, yeah, we are the we are polar opposite human beings. I love spicy stuff. I love alcohol. I used to love spicy love stuff. Chips. Genuinely, I just can't eat it very often anymore because it makes me really nauseous. Like uh, the acid, I don't have the same amount to dissolve it. I guess. Yeah. Well, turns out you do kind of need your gallbladder. It's not like your I, appendix where it's like no consequences. There are some. I want I want people to respond to this. I want people to give their chip takes on on this. I just it, feel like jalapeno, like I don't know. I feel like you could very easily have a bad one of those. See, like here's where I'm coming from. Most sandwiches that you're although getting, I guess it's spicy, so it doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes like hot. So maybe can you be, can't right. get it wrong. That's that's like yeah. what I'm doing is I'm supplementing most sandwiches that I would get right. Like because most deli sandwiches aren't all that spicy. They can be tangy. They can have a little kick to it, but they aren't normally spicy. And I like to have. I a mean, chip certainly on the not side. my veggie sandwiches as a vegetarian. Good so. lord! 
<laughs> Do you just go out and I don't know why cheese? you brought this topic as the first one. Because like, for someone that I doesn't thought, eat meat the, or, like, <laughs> when have you ever seen me eat a chip? <laughs> when have you seen me eat a chip? Every time we go on Everybody eat. eats potato chips. Every single I, person. I once saw you take down two bowls of chips and salsa at Chili's. <laughs> yes, because I'm a, I'm a red-blooded American. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, Anthony's going to die. It, this table. That's what the, that's what my doctor said at birth. Like this guy is really set up for failure. This yeah. guy's in trouble. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. We're sending you next guys out week. Here we can debate whether or not LeBron's a good father or teammate or something like oh that. My like God. we'll make it more like no on brand for the segment. I'm good. I'm good you have on... to take the opposite though. So of whatever I pick, I get first take draft. No, I'm no. It's got to be like random questions. Not I know. I'm just trying to. Related. Yeah. I just don't want to get canceled again. Like, that's all, right. all I'm trying to avoid. But we'll see. We'll catch you guys next week here in the Lakers Lounge. Make sure you guys are subscribed to this feed uh, for Lakers Lowdown, Can You Dig It, I Love Basketball, Taco Tuesday, my show, this show. You have a ton of options here on this feed alone. Uh, there's honestly no need to go to any other feed, to be completely honest, like if you really think about it. You we should not be that. allowed to co-host a show called I Love Basketball. All you do is complain about basketball. <laughs> That's the joke. That's the... the two of you should have to change the name. Like, I know that Sabrina <laughs> has been able to keep it for this long, but I don't think I can allow this. <laughs> well, too bad you're not my boss. As, <laughs> as people found out yesterday, you as, are not my as boss. As many people found out <laughs> yesterday, I am not in charge of the Have a great week.